ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisor, helping you navigate your financial future. Welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Wardo Sully back in. It's a big day. You know what? This is not the Golf Underground today, though, is it, Wardo? No, this is the freaking football underground. This is the football underground. Holy cow, what a day. This is the football underground. I can't believe we didn't manage to um, find each other walking the halls. I know. The problem is is everybody looks like a little smurf in their coats and they're just freezing. You can't see any. You don't know who's who out there. Well, you could have identified me. I was the guy in the puffy um, (laughs) chief starter jacket. Yeah, I love that. The only guy to be wearing a puffy chief starter jacket. Did you roll with some Zumba pants? You know, it's, it's, you know how Leanne would like me to be a better dresser? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Specifically when you're, um, you're in the club level, right? So the last minute I called Chad, I said, Chad, he's got to be a way to hook me up. So I bought a couple tickets from Chad, but the deal was I had to be in the club level. You can't look like crap in the club level. At least so I thought. Did you, did you roll with a scarf? Nah, I had an ascot, like a little Chiefs ascot. I you like know? it. Just puff, like with the, the hairs puffing out underneath it. <laughs> it's just, you need to shave that stuff. So, <laughs> so what'd you think? Was that just so fun? Yeah, I mean, kind of similar to uh, the, the game before where we just got off to a slow start. You know, less of a slow start, obviously. And um, my worry was that they were going to dominate the time of possession, which they did, the Titans. And then uh, clearly Henry was running pretty well in the first quarter and uh, running hard. And then, you know, we just kind of, I went to the bathroom actually and went to go get an adult beverage. And when I came back, I think we scored twice in that p- time period. Yeah. So I just thought I, I contemplating hanging out in the concourse the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> and watch it on the screen. So, See, I wasn't nervous. Not after what happened the week before, you know? I mean. 24 nothing the week before. I mean, what was 10 points? It was nothing. Yeah. For old number 15. It was pretty good. Did you stay for the ceremony after? I had to. I yeah. had to see Jim Nance. And the, I mean, when they started busting out, which, by the way, Nathan, at some point you're going to have to play, um, you've got to fight for your right to party. Um, I mean, that's got to find its way on this radio program today. The whole place singing, you've got to fight for your right to party. Pretty good. That yeah, was pretty good. Well, you know, we've got a really good guest today. I know. I'm, I'm fired up to have Speaking. him back on. He's back. He's back. He's like our new, he's, we're firing George Brett. He's our new guy. Brett's dead. Yeah. We got the new. Brett is so dead to me. Yeah. The one and only Mr. Matthew Castle, former Chiefs player himself. Matty boy, are you there? Oh, I'm here. Fellas, what's going on? What's up, Castle? Matty! How are you, brother? I'm so excited. I'm fired up, fellas. I mean, I know the Kansas City nation is just rejoicing right now and the party's probably still going i'm shocked that you guys are even on air and not suffering badly from hangover oh i feel horrible really yeah i oh, do i bet you do he looks... yeah <laughs> he looks great though today i'm telling you what he's got his nice little polo on you know just his normal dress attire yeah my nautica sneakers <laughs> <laughs> no. so what do you have to so did, did you watch the game maddie of course you did of course, I had to watch the game. Are you kidding me? I had to see these Chiefs go out there. Chiefs, Titans, both ex-teams of mine, watch the game. It was uh, it was an outstanding game. I mean, like you said, got out to a little slow start like they did, not even close to what they did against Houston, but nobody was holding their breath thinking, oh, gosh, what's going to happen here because of the firepower that the Chiefs have. And Mahomes, the performance that he had was absolutely incredible. I mean, just, just the fact that he's so calm under pressure, too much. 294 for three TDs and that rushing TD at the end of the half. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. And it just set the tone. And the thing is about the Chiefs offense and what they're able to do is 
no matter what the score of the game is, they are so potent and they've got so many weapons that they can score at will at any time. And it's just fun to watch as a spectator and see what they're able to produce and the, and the way that Andy Reid calls the game with the misdirections and the little shovel passes and all the creativity that they create. And, the, and then the big question mark, I think, for everybody going in the game was could they stop Derrick Henry, who had been a monster throughout the playoffs, even the, the last three games, all three games, he'd rush over for – 175 yards and for the the Chiefs defense to come out and play the way that they did and were so stout and hold him to only 69 yards rushing was absolutely incredible performance all around. Unbelievable. Where'd you watch it? I watched it at home with the kids while I wrestled them, let's be honest. Did you? I mean, (laughs) yeah. Hey, listen, so so did you you have a little adult beverage and some hot sauce uh, next to you? Oh, absolutely. I was taking shots every quarter, taking shots of hot sauce, that is. And then uh, I definitely had a few beers throughout the course of the day. You know, there's nothing like a Sunday. I never got to really experience that until now, where you get to sit down, have an adult beverage, sit down, watch the game, and actually enjoy it a little bit with a beer in your hand. It's it's outstanding. It's not bad, huh? Isn't it nice? It's not bad. You've been missing that for all these years, Castle. All, all these years, you know, I ask them always, could you put a little bit of that in my Gatorade bottle? Probably take the edge off a little bit, but they never would. I don't know why. Instead, they give you a Toradol shot. <laughs> right. Hey, so so you as a former player of the Titans and the Chiefs, what's it like um, watching a game like that? It, 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 as a, a an NFL guy, do you have any loyalties or, you know, you've been on a few teams along the way, or you just sort of sit back and enjoy the game itself. Are there any any loyalties? Because, you know, most recently you were with Tennessee. Um, right. so, so what are your thoughts on that? You know what? There's really not, like, uh, I'm not leaning one way or the other. I just like watching good football and the fact that both of them were teams that I played for in the past was, was is always a cool experience, especially for the kids. They, you know, the older kids remember being in Kansas City. They obviously remember my time here in Tennessee, so it's fun for them. And, uh, you know, just to to be able to see the stadium, and I understand what that stadium is when it's actually rocking and the, the experience, the environment, the culture that takes place there. And also just for the Hunt family, I was excited for them. Obviously, it's been a long time since they've been to the Super Bowl, and to see, uh, you know, to get the Lamar Hunt trophy presented to the Hunt family was uh, was pretty special, even for me being an ex-player, because I've got a lot of respect for the family, that organization, the fan base, and and who they are as people in terms of just what what that town means and what football means to them and how they come out and how they, they celebrate that team. So it was uh, exciting to see from that standpoint. But in terms of actually going out there and rooting one one way or the other, I, I just kind of sat there as, as a spectator and enjoy, enjoyed the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, and of course your time here was with our boy uh, Vrabel, right? So, I mean, it's kind of cool seeing him oh, yeah. uh yeah, have you spoken to Vrabel uh, recently? Because you're both in Nashville, and I know he's a tough man to get on the phone. Have, have you had any chats oh, with him? Yeah, yeah we, we text a little bit. Obviously, after he cut me, I, I didn't want to talk to him for a long time, let's be honest. But then uh, I, I got over that hump, and we, we still talk. And we went to the Derby. I told you that last year together. We drove up together because he doesn't live far from where I am. But it was a heck of a year for him, especially the way that that team started this year going two and four and and everybody around here was like oh my gosh they're they're a disaster and then that for them to turn it around and go seven and three for those last 10 games of the year and make playoffs and then go and really go up against the patriots in baltimore which if you look at it on paper you're saying there's no way that this team's going to be be where they were at the end of the year and uh 
And so it was exciting to see him kind of start to develop and mature as a, as a, as a coaching. Uh, I mean, from a, from a coaching standpoint, and also see that team kind of take on the personality of Rabel because he's always been that tough, smart, fundamentally sound guy. And he was always a technician when he played, and, and that team responded well to him. And for them to go through that adversity early and see them kind of just completely turn the season around and, and end up in the AFC Championship was a testament to Vrabel, the coaching staff, and, and just what he brings to the table. What are you seeing? Uh, what what did the Miami Dolphins miss in Ryan Tannehill? You know what? I mean, he was on some bad teams now, and then he had some injuries, and he also was in a division which you're never going to win that division. You know, with, with the Patriots, and that they've won, I think, 19 in the last 20 years or something like that. They've won the division, something like that, something crazy. So, I mean, I, I think that a lot of people didn't give him give him much credit because, look, he, they had some ups and down years. But you can always see it. When you turn on the film and actually watch him, because a lot of people around the country didn't get to see a lot of Miami Dolphins games. We had a lot of crossover games against him. He always had the physical tools and the talent. It just was there, there's a, a number of reasons why he wasn't always successful, but I think within this system with uh, the heavy run game and then the, the play-action pass set up by Derrick Henry and the guys drafting A.J. Brown this year was huge for them, the rookie wide receiver that averaged over 20 yards of reception, which is insane in the NFL. Um, and then they, they started to put a, little, a few of the pieces together with the, not only the run game, they've always had a good offensive line, but A.J. Brown, Corey Davis was another first-rounder that they had. Johnny Smith, who's a tight end, who's only in his third year. You know, he really stepped up when Delaney Walker went down. So they started to add some pieces to the puzzle. And early on, I think some of their struggles also was the fact that Taylor Lewan, their starting left tackle, who's one of the best left tackles in, in the NFL, he got suspended for the first four games. So obviously, there's, you can't replace somebody like that. So once they got him back and, and they got rolling, you know, Tannehill's a very accurate passer, and he had an unbelievable year this year, especially throwing the ball down the field, you know, his deep passes. I think he had one of the highest percentage in all the league in completing balls over 20 yards, I mean, completions over 20 yards down the field. So he had a heck of a year, and, you know, he really resurrected himself from where people now kind of look at him as just a fill-in backup to a guy that has now now kind of come on the scene as, as a guy that they're going to have to make a decision whether they franchise him, give him a long-term deal, and keep the momentum going from this season. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason with Tannehill, but he's definitely put him in a, uh, in a great, put himself in a great position uh, moving forward. Does somebody pick up Mariota? <laughs> Did somebody what? Do you think somebody goes and picks up Mariota, or what do you, where do you see his future? Yeah, you know what? I think Marcus is a very talented quarterback. Obviously, throughout his uh, early part of his career here, He's had a lot of injuries that have hindered him from reaching his potential. When I first got there in 2016, I mean, I came in, I was blown away with his ability to run the ball, to throw it, do all those things. He threw 27 touchdown passes that first year with only nine interceptions the entire season before he snapped his ankle in half against Jacksonville in week 15. So, um, I mean, I think somebody's going to give him an opportunity. I don't know if they're going to go in and just sign him to be a starter right away, but he'll definitely have an opportunity to go compete somewhere. Because obviously you look around the league and there's plenty of uh, teams that are, are lacking production at that position in, in which sometimes quarterbacks just need a change of pace and a new, new scenery. And for him, I think that this is one of those circumstances that a change for him will, I think, benefit him and he'll go in and um, – and add value to any team. He's got a great attitude, he's a hard worker, and he's got a great skill set. And I think also this year 
you know, taking a step back, being in the back up roll, you have two ways to go. You can sulk and be upset, but that's not his personality. He embraced it. He, he learned. He did whatever he could to get those guys ready, and he'll have another opportunity down the road, and hopefully it's sooner than later. That's awesome. All right, so speaking of injuries, Patrick Mahomes dislocated knee several weeks back in Denver, which I actually made made it to that away game. Um, what do you see in Patrick? I mean, clearly clearly the casual fan sees the fact that he's can scramble and get away and elusive and not only and can also hell of an athlete, but um, what do you see in him versus, you know, some of these other greats? Well, he's kind of set the standard for quarterback play now. I mean, everybody talks about him as this gunslinger who who rips it around and doesn't care. He can fit into these windows, but these are calculated risks. I mean, he doesn't turn the ball over, and that's the one thing that you see a lot of times when you hear that term gunslinger, that you're throwing it into coverage or you're trying to fit it into a tight window, but it's you know, you give just as much of an opportunity for that defense to get their hands on the ball as you do your offensive player. However, he doesn't take those risks. He makes extraordinary plays that nobody else in the league can make. How he contorts his body, changes the angle in which he delivers the ball, and does all that. But like I said, he doesn't put a, put his team in a bad position, and then he just makes plays. And obviously, he knows the skill players around him. He buys time, and when he's outside the pocket, yes, he can run, but he runs when he needs to because they have bracketed somebody or they've got double coverage and he doesn't have anybody open, and that's when he's elusive outside the pocket. But really, he, he extends plays and keeps his eyes downfield, and a lot of those big plays come with him just buying the time, staying with inside the pocket, being patient. The one to Sammy Watkins was a great illustration of that. The 61-yarder uh, yesterday was absolutely an amazing play by him, and he, he just got an unbelievable presence and great vision down the field. Yep. Yep. All right. We're gonna uh, let's take commercial break. When we come back. Let's talk a little bit. No, uh, no commercial break. Uh, listen, no commercial listen. Break. We we've got bills to pay here, Matthew. All right. Okay, go get yeah, yourself. My fault. My go fault. go get a nice Cam-Am, Put it in, and we'll see you after. Are this we going commercial. to the Derby? Oh, come on! We're going to the Derby with you Uh-oh. this year, aren't we? Well, you know what? Normally, I get my ticket from Brady, but let's be honest, because they went out in the first round, it's probably going to be canceled this year. So we're going to somebody else is going to have to invite me. If that's you, I'm going. I'll, Listen, I'll invite you. I can't even get you to go to the Phoenix Open for crying out loud next week. Come on. You know when when you get when you give me a four day heads up when I've got five kids, it's a little difficult. I always get the phone call. Hey, can you make it here in two days? Um, I don't know if that that is uh, enough time to plan that. Well, you know, I'm not done closing you yet, all right? So, all right, we're going to take a commercial Perfect. break. We're with Matthew Cash, former number seven, the Kansas City Chiefs. I just, I miss the hell out of you. So, so good to talk football with you. So, come on back. you going to go oh, find a ground. Oh ESPN Radio. <laughs> this is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you got a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group 
in Kansas City. Well, if you want to see the guys in town who've had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to our patients and follow up with them, make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay. And so the three things that separate you, number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller family GAP certified or organic farms prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked, honest, clean food. Do you have retirement dreams of perfecting your swing and spending time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of courses you'd like to play. Whatever your retirement goals, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We create wealth plans to help you reach those goals. Whether that involves golfing, traveling the world, or settling down in another state, it's your plan personalized for your goals. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start navigating your financial future. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Kansas. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Hi, this is Brian Sullivan, co-host of Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City. Hey, when I'm not bringing my fantastic double-digit handicap to the course, my company, Precise Selling, works with companies to create sales champions. Hey, the best golfers get to the top by having a swing process and a game plan from the time they step on the first tee to the time they finish their putt on 18. Now, at Precise Selling, we teach salespeople how to prepare for each sales call. We give them a process to steal customers from their biggest competitor, sell more to current customers, and negotiate like a pro. So come see me at PreciseSelling.com to learn how we can help turn your team into a team of top sales performers. Oh, it brings back a nice feeling, huh? Maddie, well, well done, Nathan. Maddie. Take this. Take this first. First, good. Maddie. What I get from that one, I love it. So, Maddie, I get a text. That's good. Oh, that's beautiful. We could have used you yesterday. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, great song. You got really a love it. you got a voice, voice of an angel. <laughs> All right, so Maddie, let's talk. Let's talk, let's talk uh, some shop on um, your other former team, the good old Patriots, and what you thought of the season and 
the early departure, which is very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They finished twelve and four. They had an up and down season in terms of I say up and down season. It was a great season if you look at any any other team in the league. If they went twelve and four, you say great year, right? But for covering the Patriots this year, there's a lot of frustrations offensively. They just never got into a true rhythm. They had um, some injuries early on in the offensive line. Their left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, went out early with an injury, which really disrupted them. Their starting fullback, um, Devlin, went out, too. He hurt his neck. So their run game was in shambles. They were averaging, like, three yards a pop. Then they had a bunch of young receivers. They brought in Antonio Brown, which you can – yeah, as you guys all know, was an absolute disaster. That lasted about one week. Yep. Then they cut Josh Gordon, so they had a multitude of receivers going in. Uh, they had Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, who was a rookie. Um, they brought in they brought in uh, Sanu from Atlanta, but he got there about midseason, never really came to fruition there. And then they had a rookie wide receiver, McNeil Harry, excuse me, Nikhil Harry, who was the first-rounder. Again, he was on IR until week eight. So, really, there was no rhythm in the passing game. They never really found their identity. And then the biggest loss that they had all year was week 16 when they're going in. They're playing the Miami Dolphins, who had won four games all year, in which everybody anticipated them to roll, roll them up, get the second seed, get the first round by. And the Miami Dolphins came in and Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick became Fitzmagic again and rolled that day, and they ended up losing the second seed, and then they ran into the Titans in the first round. And, uh, you know, once again, the offense struggled. They only put up 13 points and ended up losing the game 14-13, to 13, which it was, uh, it was a crazy year from that sense because defensively, they had one of the best statistical categories, I think the best statistical category in the organization's history. Um, so they were great on defense, but offensively they just struggled. And there was uh, all the speculation that goes along with Brady and his contract and everything else. So there's a lot to talk about this year with the Patriots. But it was uh, definitely a crazy year, and it kind of it ended early, which I, I don't think that they had the personnel either to go go deep into the playoffs this year. No, they don't have enough receivers, right? Right. I mean, like I said, they just had no number one out there. They lacked production at the tight end position. I mean, they they had a lot of guys that were in there. Ben Watson being an ex-teammate of mine, who I love Ben Watson, but he was 38 years old. I mean, and, and they just had no dominant force. You can't replace a guy like Gronk. Nobody can. can. But at the same time, you got to go out and find somebody that can set the edge in the line of scrimmage and also be a presence over the middle when you're in the pass game. And they had none of that all year. So there was no production in the tight end. So it relied on those young receivers on the outside. And they just they weren't able to do much with them all year. I think they should bring back Ben Winter Coates and the tight end slot. Remember Ooh. that name? You know, oh, that guy yes, was money. I do. He was money. He could catch anything. He had those soft hands. Let's be honest. I mean, he might have been a he might have been an upgrade from what they were dealing with this year. To be honest with you. Hey, <laughs> have you watched uh, the Netflix uh, series on Aaron Hernandez? Speaking of Patriots, titles? oh my god, have you seen that? I watched all three. I watched all three of them. I, you know, you, you you get bits and pieces of it. You know, like you remember it. But you were part of that. Though. I mean, you, were, you 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 were on the same team, right? I mean, he was there where you were there, right? No, I was done. I was I was gone. Oh, you were. I was gone. He came in after me. Yeah. So then, so like I said, I read it from afar, like most people. And then, when you actually watch the documentary and realize the magnitude of what took place, and it, it literally, what you couldn't write a script that had that much drama 
and, and everything that went on. And you couldn't, like, I couldn't even visualize it. I'm sitting there going, what in the world? This is insane. I, I mean, the, the, the whole documentary, and it's sad, too. I mean, 23 years old for a young kid that's got so much promise and was so good on the football field, uh, and it just, you know, was destroyed. While that was while that was going on, did you, were you communicating it, uh, with any of your old buddies? Was Brady ever talking about this? Was I mean, what did it do to the team? If you've got any feedback, I mean, uh, you, you talk a little bit, and, you, and it's basically like we talk about with friends. Like, can you believe what's going on? And I, I think that they didn't know the extent. Obviously, he played that whole season like they were talking about in the documentary with. They, they had no idea who the suspect was, but they're looking for that particular car. So they were saying that he probably had murdered two, two people and at the same time played that whole season, not right. really, and nobody knew what happened. So there was a lot that took place, and I think that those guys were in the dark, too, about the extent of, you know, how crazy and chaotic the whole story was. Yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of those guys sat down and watched it and were like, what? No kidding. Because, uh, I mean, the, even the trial, and you can read so much about it, but when you actually watch it, and I thought they did a remarkable job in the documentary with the timeline and everything and, and the reasons for which some of these actions took place. I mean, it was just, it was wild. Yeah, I know. Hey, so, so speaking of Brady, um, have you spoken to him recently? Yes, I have. And I have. Where, where's and, his mind at? And, and, you know, I'm not sure how much you can share, but you're good buddies with him. What, what do you see? Yeah, you know, I think that this is going to be his first time in his career that he becomes a free agent. And so, like everybody that's going to become a free agent, I think this is untested waters for him. And I think he's just kind of taking it slow. He's not making any major decisions, obviously. And free agency really doesn't come up for another few months. So, uh in the heart, in my heart of hearts, I think that they'll get it figured out with his relationship with Kraft, and, and I also think with the relationship he has with Josh McDaniels and the fact that he didn't get a head coaching job this year is further incentive for him to go back to the Patriots. Because if you look at the landscape out there of the NFL, that what teams are you really thinking that you'd want to go to that gives you an opportunity to win another championship? I know that the Patriots are going to be a team that's active in free agency that goes out in the draft and goes after people that they need to to help help their team be more successful. And, you know, it's one of those situations at the end of your career, do you want to start all over in another city and with a new coordinator? And there's a lot of dynamics that go into that play calling, how he's going to, what the verbiage is going to be and how he's going to communicate that. Are you going to adapt to what Brady likes? And are you going to let him call what he likes to call? You know, there's so many different factors that go into going to a new organization, starting all over from square one. Then again, you, we've seen it. We've seen it throughout the history of the NFL, whether it's Joe Montana and these guys that right. go at the end of the career to another organization and, and keep playing. So I know he wants to play. That's the big thing. And if they can't get it done, and Bill Belichick decides to blow it all up and go a different direction, then you know, then that is going to be a decision that he has to make moving forward. Why do you think he wants to keep playing? You know what? I don't know. To be honest with you, he always said he wanted to play to 45. He's a competitor. He loves the game. And I think it's always been something in his mind that he, he's always set a goal in his mind that he wants to play until he's 45. And, and he still enjoys the game. He still enjoys the process. And that's just part of his general makeup. Yep. Is he literally a 45-year-old going on 25? He looks like he hasn't aged at all. Is it because he sleeps in a freaking cryotherapy chamber or what? <laughs> 
Yeah, it must be. I mean, that and the Botox. I mean, that and the Botox must <laughs> and the Uggs. really help. And the Uggs. The Uggs keep his toesies warm within those cold winter months. Oh, so good. Uh, do you think he'll end up in San Diego? You hear a lot of talk about that, right? Philip Rivers moving you hear on. A lot of talk about San Diego. I mean, it is a it's a long trip across the country to go there. I know that his family ties with his family being on the East Coast and his son Jack living in New York. I mean, it's a lot to take in because they used to live in California, right? And so the the fact that they moved back east was so that the family could all be closer together. So that would be another big decision that he would have to make. And I'm sure that there's a lot more than just football that goes into that decision. Obviously, you know, at this point with him having his children and his wife and everybody else stationed on the East Coast, it's a, it's a big decision. And it's not just football, but it's life decisions. Maybe you can sell him your house in Cali, right? That would be great. Wouldn't yes, be great? I would love to do that, but... Yeah, you know what, Tommy? I got to give you a great price. Oh, way, way overpriced. How about that? Does, Steph- that? does Stephanie Hence the nanny come with the house? Yes, absolutely. She comes with the house. <laughs> All we're, right. We're, we're working on our contract every Get, day. Throw in Chris Botsford as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, Botsford, yeah. Yeah, he'll give some. Some uh, golf lessons out there. It, it'll all work out perfect. I'm just throwing in anything I can. Good old, good old Fratsford. He texted me the other day. He was in Hawaii, sitting there eating dinner next to Gary Woodland, and really roughing it over there on Maui, Kona, or wherever oh, he yeah, was. Oh yeah, that sounds about like Fratsford. I yeah. mean, he usually lives that really rough life growing up in Pasadena in the hard streets of Pasadena. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Hey, we're going to take one more commercial break. We come back. uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I want to know your take. And um, you know, San Fran's a pretty good, pretty good team. And uh, the spread just came out. Chiefs plus one right now. So uh, giddy up. Here we go. We'll see, baby. All right. So hey, we're with Matt Cass, old number seven, a great friend of Kansas City, great friend of the Sullivan family. We miss you so much. Come on back on a Golf Underground ESPN Radio. You're listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, ninety-four point five FM. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, Give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. What do you think about your insurance? Chances are it's when you're paying your bill or filing a claim. At Briar Payne Mead, we always think about your insurance. It's what we do. Buying a car, having a baby, building a home, starting a business. Then it's time to call BPM at 913-6810-099 or visit us on the web at bpminsurance.com. Great service and extremely competitive rates from the top-rated companies. Briar Payne Mead, 913-6810-099. That's 913-6810-099. 
Hey, what's up, Golf Underground Nation? This is Brian Sullivan, co-host of the Golf Underground with the Greenside Cigar Company, here to tell you about the hot new cigars that are about taking over the golf industry. And yeah, I'm talking about the patented Birdie Stogies. You guys have been seeing for sale all over the local golf courses. These cigars come highly rated and are the ultra-premium alternative to that dried-up old stick you've been using to celebrate your made birdie putts. Designed to be carried in every golf bag and saved as a reward for celebratory achievement, our cigars are bringing golfers added relaxation, fun, and perhaps maybe even a little luck. From mild to medium, smooth to sweet, we have a cigar suitable for every taste palette and golfers at all skill levels. So no matter your celebratory occasion, enjoying a victory stogie at the clubhouse after a low round, immediately after a made birdie putt, or hey, even to help you relax and simply celebrate being out in the golf course, make sure you never approach the first tee again without one of our beautiful cigars in your golf bag. So learn more and order online at greensidecigars.com or just Google the birdie stogie because after all, There can only be one. Family Leisure is running our floor model sale. All home theater, pool tables, and hot tubs are on sale now. Come in and mention 810 and save more. In addition to celebrate our champions in red, we have added these specials. Save $81 on our custom Kansas City Adirondack chairs. Save $810 on both the Kansas City and the Kansas City Premier pool tables. Also, save $810 on the Big Easy Hot Tub. Limit supply. Family Leisure, K10 and Ridgeview in Olathe, where family and fun come together. Awesome! Hey, your boy Sully here from the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. I am in what they call the clubhouse experience, downtown Kansas City with founder Jason Townsend. Jason, this place is off the charts. Give me a few reasons why anybody, whether you're out south, up north, or right downtown, would want to come to the clubhouse experience. Well, first of all, the clubhouse is the epicenter of a social community. What we've done is provide an experience from the outdoor patio with live music to our Epicurean bi-coastal food menu to the cocktails to our wine list with 61 bottles from across the world, 50 bottles available by the glass and then ultimately our entertainment suites where you can play top golf baseball football soccer hockey or even hold a business meeting well and that's where you and i right now and in fact i plan on bringing a group of 20 folks for a business meeting in this venue because it is fun it is work but you know what it is an experience where can people find you downtown 1101 walnut right in the middle of downtown kansas city in the central business district or the website www.theclubhouseexperience.com all right come on down clubhouse experience golf underground Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Matty, Matty Castle, name the band. <laughs> oh, man. Don't give away. I have no idea. Right <laughs> the band is Aha. Come on, Matty. I was going to say Aha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, we're. <laughs> Welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio. We're with Matt Castle calling in from Nashville, Tennessee, um, home of the um, well, the team that just got smoked by the Kansas City Chiefs. And so, uh, <laughs> hey, Matty, I was smoke. in Nashville for the Chiefs Nashville game that we lost, that we freaking peed down our leg on. Why didn't I call you? Oh, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate that. I mean, yeah. thanks for the phone call. I, I was I was not here, but that's okay. I still would have found a way to stick around and have a beer with you. I love it. That Nashville's amazing. We got to come back. God, I know it is a great, great city. You great go, city. Here you, we go. Fired you, up Broadway. You, all right. So, so uh, what's going to happen with the Super Bowl? Matt Castle, your prediction. 
I love it. I mean, it's going to be a great Super Bowl, let's be honest. I mean, when you look at the two teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, high-powered, air attack, throw the ball all over the yard, where the 49ers are kind of similar to what you saw last week. They're a run-first team. I, I don't think it's been since Pop Warner that only threw eight passes in a game. Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight, six for eight for 77 yards, and they rushed for like 200 and some yards. I mean, Morissette, uh, he, he was 220 yards rushing for four TDs. It's going to be one of those same kind of game plans where you're going to have to stop the run first and see make them, make them throw the ball because the, jur- the jury's still out. Everybody's asking, can Garoppolo win the game, win the when all you can do is throw the ball because they just run it and they run it at well. They've got a great offensive line and that defensive line of theirs. They've got five first-rounders between Buckner, D. Ford, Solomon, Nick Bosa, and Armstead. I mean, they've got a tremendous pass rush. And one of the strengths of the Kansas City Chiefs also is the offensive line. So it's going to be a fun game to watch. I also don't believe that anybody – has a secondary that can stick with the Kansas City Chiefs and also what Mahomes can do with his legs. So I, I honestly think the Chiefs have, are going to win this game. It's yeah. going to be great, but it's going to be great to watch. Yeah, well, um, the running game's a bit like uh, Titans, right? I mean, so the plan <clears throat> shouldn't be too much different if you're the Chiefs defensive coordinator, I wouldn't think, right? Right, and I think that they've got maybe a little bit more firepower on the outside with Debo Samuel and Emmanuel Sanders. George Kettle is one of the best tight ends in the game. So there's a lot of different factors, and it'll be interesting to see because you'd think that they would be a heavy play-action team as well. You don't see it as much with that team like you did the Titans where it's a deep pocket, seven-step drop, move the pocket stuff, and try to get the ball downfield. They're more of a possession-passing team, and then they off the the slight little token fake is what I call it from the shotgun – They'll throw their slants and try to get into the secondary that way. However, they're a run downhill, and they've got the counters. They've got the speed sweeps. So you see a few reverses here and there to kind of offset you in terms of the defense. However, they can run the ball. There's no doubt about it. And everybody knows that they're going to run the ball, but they still do it. So if they can control control the time of possession and do that in the game and try to keep the balls out of Chiefs hand, that's going to be their best bet to try to win this ball game. Yeah, yeah, and of course, Wordo just got his two Super Bowl tickets handed to him yesterday, so he's he's going to be witnessing this. I'm really jealous of you. Well, are you going, Maddie? I don't know yet. You know what? I've got asked a few times. I'm still like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to head down there yet. Why don't we head it's, down uh, there? And get, let's just have a little fun time down there. Let's just get silly. Let's, let's get, get silly. silly. I mean, we might even bring the clubs and play a little play a little stick. Well, See, yes, that's what I want to do. Right now it's 24 degrees here and it's freezing and it's been snowing all day. So I think that that would be a good change of pace for me. Let's get, let's get fired up. Maybe we'll get a bird and come pick you up on the way. Oh, are you going down in a okay, bird? you know what? That adds incentive. Holy, how do you not get on this trip? I, I wasn't invited. How do you not get on this trip? Listen, I, oh, that's too bad. Wardo and I were supposed to, uh, we have our you know PGA media credentials. We're supposed to cover that Phoenix Open next week, and he just drops this on me that he's going to the Super Bowl instead. Very selfish. Uh, you know what? It's kind of all those once-in-a-lifetime things. you got to make that decision, right? Is it uh, Phoenix Open, which we can go to next year, or is it the Kansas City Chiefs? That's kind of what I was... Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. I'd say go to the Super Bowl. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking, Maddie. I mean, you might as well, because it's... Uh, you know, South Beach is pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. I haven't... My pasty skin hasn't seen the sun in about four months. And it's time to go... Yeah. Uh, when somebody offers you a little ticket... 
you just got to take them up on it. Yeah. 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 You just lather yourself up with about 75 in terms of uh, sunscreen and go out there and hope that you don't get basted and, and rock and roll. Right. Exactly. It's good thinking. Isn't that the name of the stadium too? Rock and roll. Is it? Go, let's go. It's time. That'll be a great, great, fun time. Oh my God! What do you see? What do you see that's different with this Chiefs defense all of a sudden? Because I'm seeing a couple things, but I'm you know clearly not a former NFL star and Pro Bowler too. Let's not forget about the Pro Bowl. I'm not getting paid by NFL Network for my expertise. So talk a little bit about what you see with that defense. Well, you saw throughout the first part of the year. You know, everybody talked about their near near the bottom in terms of run defense. And then really the last five, six games of the season, I mean, they've been stout against the run. And Spagnola is an outstanding defensive coordinator. He's always been, his schemes and his blitz zone schemes have been some of the most difficult that you can go up against, especially from a pass protection standpoint with the different double mug looks and the balance looks that they bring where they'll overload you one side with safeties. Um, linebackers, you know, the game plan this last week was that they've got to load the box and stop the run, which they accomplished, obviously. The biggest thing is was having Thomas Jones back in there. I know he didn't play a tremendous amount, but he is a game record on the inside. Frank Clark's outstanding, and you can just see the team has built some confidence. Suggs, being a guy that's a little bit older, but at least brings the experience as well, he still can play, and they've done an extraordinary job down the stretch, and you can tell that now they're starting to play together. They're starting to play team defense. They're swarming to the ball. And, and you know, the, the secondary's done a great job as well. So they're playing good football right now. And and that part of it is confidence, right? And, and the penetration in the backfield and what they're able to do with that defensive front um, and getting in the backfield and creating negative plays, that's huge, huge for that defensive structure because it's hard, like I said, from an, a pass protection standpoint to pick up those different blitzes and the magnitude of blitzes that they bring and Spagnola and that system does to get in those third and long situations and think that you're going to constantly pick those up. Yeah, well, I mean, if you had asked us eight, nine weeks ago, we didn't think we could make it to the Super Bowl with the defense the way it was playing, and now they're a strength of the team, right? I mean, it's a plus. They're not the strength of the team, but they're a plus. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And really, the great part about that defense, too, is all you have to do is get a few stops here and there. You don't. You can be, have a bend but don't break mentality as long as you get that ball back into that offensive, offensive unit's hands and let them do their thing. You just have to get a few stops because no matter what, it's hard to stop that offensive unit and, and what they do. And the points, they're going to score points. So then it's about stopping a few, making a few stops, getting the ball back, maybe creating some turnovers, being opportunistic, and that's what they've done. Yeah. Hey, so you're doing a lot more of this type of stuff, this um, airwaves broadcasting, Boston Patriots. Right? I mean, you're, I mean, I'm listening to the stats and the names you're throwing out. You're like a student for right, crying out loud. What, what happened to you? I don't know. You know, I've got a lot of free time on my hands, boys. Let's be <laughs> oh honest. God. I sit here, it's either, it's either go upstairs and play Legos with the kids or maybe read some stats every now and then. So I, I do a little bit of both. You know, I structure my time well. Some of it is stat-based, some of it is name-based, but all in all, yeah, part of the job, I guess, is is definitely knowing names. You know, the hard part in this profession is also, like, the crossover names. You've got Devontae Adams, you've got Devontae Parker, you've got another Devontae, and you're going, which one am I talking about right now? (laughs) 
Yeah, and so you really have to hone in on some of these names. And then there's names that you can't even pronounce that I don't even talk about. They could be the best player in the world. However, if their name is very difficult to pronounce, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> like like, Char- like Charvarius Ward or Merkel. I thought, it was, I thought his name was Nicole Hardman. It's Merkel. Yeah, that's why I just say Hardman. Yeah, you know, it's a lot easier. He's a hard man to cover. That's all I ever remember him by, and I always refer to him. I refer to him by his last name always, and that's how I remember his name. Uh, I'm never even trying to pronounce those. Some of the and then the, they throw the wrinkle in, like you said, when the first names are more difficult than the last name, you're always getting the last name. I, I will never ever say the first name. Hey, do you go back to Boston every week now, doing this type of stuff? I did. I did throughout the course of the season. I, for NBC Boston, I covered the games. We did a two-hour segment um, prior to the game, and then we did a two-hour segment after the game, which those night games, boys, ooh, when you get down at about 2 o'clock in the morning, you're going, who's watching this at this time? But, you know, at the same time, uh, it was great time on task. It was a great experience, and it was something that I felt like I needed to do. One, to see if it was something that I liked, and which I did. And two, honestly, to just get some serious practice at it and time on task and kind of just help myself develop. So, where's so, this thing's gonna? Where's this thing gonna go? You love doing it? I don't know. I mean, I just might come down to Kansas City, move back to Kansas City, and come on this show because this seems like a great show. To come. <laughs> show is Even sick. though I, I might have to do some more statistical work on uh, the PGA Tour and golfing, because let's be honest. I have no idea who's playing in any of these golf tournaments right now. Well, Charles Barkley did beat you in the um, American Century. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. Huh? He was at least two or three behind me, I think. I mean, and you were playing great going into that. I'll never forget, you were all fired up, and um, you were I mean, you were driving greens, for crying out loud, and then you just lost it, it out there. Remember? It's because it's because they didn't have a handle in the bag to help me, you know, relax a little bit when I got on the tee box. And then I had my older brother Jack right out there, who was the worst caddy in the world. Right. I wanted. I listen, I fought for that job, and you I, picked Jack instead yeah, of no, me. You're right. You're right. I made a mistake. I made a mistake, and I will forever regret that. Oh my God! I would have gotten the Jeremiah weed in you. We'd have been laughing. Probably would have taken our clothes oh. off. Yeah, no doubt, and they might have kicked us off the course. But at the same time, I would have played better than I did. Good point. All right, hey, we, one quick commercial break. We come back. We're going to do some rapid fire questions, and these are designed to make you say things that you uh, regret saying on the radio. So, um, would you do that oh, for perfect. us? Perfect. That's yeah, fantastic. that's perfect. I can't wait. All right, Matt Castle, number seven, Kansas City Chiefs, to celebrate the big victory over his boy Mike Vrabel. I feel so bad for Mr. Vrabel. Not really. Come on back here on the Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, ninety-four point five FM. New golf clubs, a big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. Oh, heck, I'll buy the clubs, put them in my new golf cart, Watch the U.S. Open on my big screen after I play a round of golf. Better give Star Companies, Inc. a call today to start saving big. That's Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160, or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Make your resolution to look great in 2020 by taking advantage of great New Year's specials now at Geno's Clothiers. All suits are 30% off, including designers like Jack Victor, Copley, and Samuelson. Take 30% off dress shirts by Daniel Donahue, Eton, and more. 
and 30% off designer ties to complete your look. Plus, free alterations now through New Year's. For the best styles at the best prices and unmatched quality and customer service, come to Geno's Clothiers at Park Place in Leewood. 913-814-0066 or genosclothiers.com. Dismal River Club is a five-star private golf and hunting club located in the Sandhills of western Nebraska. 36 holes of championship golf including a Tom Doak design and a Jack Nicklaus design. A private runway, luxury cabins, and incredible meals prepared by their executive chef make Dismal River Club one of the nation's most unique and sought-after golf and outdoor experiences. There is truly something for everyone. Visit DismalRiver.com to get more information about the new spa activities, family activities, membership opportunities, and corporate retreat packages. Bring Hereford House to your house this holiday season with their Prime Rib Package. Enjoy the slow, oven-roasted, tender, and juicy Prime Rib seasoned in Hereford House's signature spices. It's sure to be the showcase of your holiday table. Place your order in-store at the Leewood, Independence, Shawnee, or Zona Rosa locations. Select a pickup date and simply warm in your oven. Cooking for the holidays has never been easier. Hereford House, inspired by tradition. You wouldn't select a driver when you're putting on a green, just like you wouldn't choose a putter to get out of a sand trap. When choosing a club, you want to make sure you have the right tool for the job. And the same goes when selecting a wealth advisor. At Mariner Wealth Advisors, we believe in putting the client first. This isn't just our motto. It's our way of doing business and our fiduciary standard. Navigating your unique journey takes a partner who is as committed to reaching your financial destination as you are. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location and an advisor near you and let us help you navigate your financial future. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Kansas. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. <laughs> Who's this, man? Who's this? So is it safe to say you don't know any words to, to these songs? You're just... <laughs> Who's the band? I know this one. But I want you guys to say say it for your listeners because obviously I know all these, but you know it's it's more for you guys. This is Duran Duran, Matt. That's this might be a little before your before your. George, I've been listening to a, a lot of kids' box. Okay, have you? Hornsby. More Hornsby, Hornsby, more Hornsby. That's what we played last time. Hornsby. How do we forget that? Man, come on, come on, guys. Come on. Come who, on all guys. right, who, who's your all-time favorite band, by the way? I love a good ACDC, let's be honest. It's my favorite rock band of all time. I'm a big Mumford Sons guy. I like uh, mm, I like all kinds of genres, let's be honest. I know you're a big Coldplay guy. <laughs> Sully. Sully. <laughs> all right, here we go. You ready for some rapid-fire questions brought to you by Sheridan's Unforked, Eating Good, and Feeling Good? I'm... I love rapid-fire. All right, here we go. What pass rusher right now would you be afraid of if you were to come back into the league tomorrow? Frank Clark. Let's go with him. Like he's it. pretty good. And then in the entire San Francisco 49ers defensive front. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Hey, best player in the NFL right now. Ooh, best player? Patrick Mahomes. Hands Ooh, down. Really? 
Yeah, what, why do you opinion. why do you think he's he's better than um, Lamar? Because he's still well, playing. Just his ability to, the ability to throw it, and he's still playing. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think Lamar Jackson is an outstanding player. I mean, he really is. However, if you put him into a different offensive structure, I don't know how successful he would be. Now, that's always the question that you. But he is in the structure that he's in, and they've created that offensive uh, offensive unit for him so that's why he's so good so he, he's special in so many different ways but Patrick Mahomes can run he can throw and like I said he makes unbelievable decisions and there's not a down and distance that you worry about you could be in third and 15 and with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball in the way that he does and those receivers he's going to make it happen all right here we go other than Brady what quarterback have you learned the most from other than Brady, what quarterback have I learned the most from? Hmm. Let's see here. I mean, Matthew Stafford was one of the smartest quarterbacks I've ever played with and probably top three talented quarterbacks I've ever been around. I mean, I've learned a lot from him. And I'd also say when I was a younger player, Carson Palmer was a guy I learned a ton from, being at USC with him, and then also the relationship that we had. And when I needed anything, he would always call me, and we'd talk about different stuff, what was going on, and he was always there for me. I'll tell you this. This is pretty funny. My rookie year, we're playing Cincinnati Bengals in a preseason game, and he actually called me the night before and said, hey, bro, just relax. We're probably going to be in a lot of simple coverages. Be prepared for this. Be prepared for that. Like, just, just go out there and play just to put me at ease. You know what I mean? So he's a great friend and also a guy that I've always looked up to as a player. Hey, what do you miss most about playing? Because you're only one year removed. Right. I mean, you miss the camaraderie, honestly, in the locker room, after the games, after a good win, the bus trips, all that. Because everything else is a grind and it's work. And I love, love playing in the games. There's no doubt about that. But it's also those bonds and the relationships that you have with the guys inside the locker room that you miss the most, that you, you, you will get in no other aspect of your life other than in a football locker room that really, after doing it for 14 years, you really do miss those relationships. Has it finally set in when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, wait, I don't have to go to the stadium. Yeah, that's the best part. Is The hardest part is to motivate myself right now to go work out because nobody's telling me that I have to. So I'm sitting there going, no, I'll just eat this extra donut, and maybe I'll have a bagel on the side. This will be great. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's uh, get those abs ready. Let's go to Miami. Yeah, baby. All right. Let's go to Miami, baby. I'm getting the cocoa butter ready. Let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, listen, Matt, thanks for joining us, brother. I miss and love you. you. Got it, boys. All right, buddy. Hey, all right, go Chiefs. It's been a fun show there, my man. Great show. Hey, we'll talk after the Chiefs Super Bowl. Maddie, we may check in next week, brother. Let's go. All right, baby. Hey, you've been listening to Castle Number 7, Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. See you next week.